0: Uh, sir, sir, Mr. Shoemaker, if I may, Mr. Shoemaker, your side agreed to the rules to this debate (laughs) beforehand. This episode is brought to you by Amazon Prime. You know Amazon Prime is not just a shipping subscription, right? It's got everything, including streaming TV and movies on Prime Video. And of course, Prime's fast, free shipping. Go from watching your favorite shows to getting your favorite things. Whatever you're into, it's on Prime. Visit Amazon.com Prime to get more out of whatever you're into.
1: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down.
0: Hello, Media Consumers. This is the Press Box. Brian Curtis and David Shoemaker here with your instant reaction to the first debate between Donald Trump and Joe Biden, such as it was. Let's jump right in, David. What was your first impression of that mess?
1: Oh, man. My first impression or my last impression?
0: Um, They're kind of the same, probably, I'm guessing. That was
1: a mess, man. That was a mess. Uh, if it, The whole thing was Made me so uncomfortable that I feel really ill-equipped to talk about it right now. Although I will say, if anything is buoying my spirits, it's that the uh, the 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 chorus on Fox News right now is saying the I'm not sure if either one changed. Any, I'm not sure if anyone's minds were changed on either side over and over again. Which means <laughs> I believe uh, when when uh, when when graded on the curve that Joe Biden just mopped the floor with President Trump today.
0: That's what you say when you lose. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure anybody's minds were, were changed by this debate tonight. Let, let's dispense with both sides right away. Yeah. This debate was a huge mess because Donald Trump came in determined to hijack the debate. Sure. To go crazy, to talk over everybody, talk over the moderator, talk over Biden. And he executed his plan. To perfection. He, he did this. He did this. This was all Donald Trump's idea. And you watch Biden in some of those exchanges and he's in a terrible position, right? Because if you let Trump rant and sort of have the last word, then he winds up getting in all these random shots at Hunter Biden or whatever he's doing and you leave them an answer. So then Joe Biden has to answer the thing. So then you just get this incredible word salad that our old colleague, Alex Papadimus, uh said, this is like if Robert Altman's drug of choice was meth. which which i loved um
1: yeah i i'm i i'm kind of of two minds about this actually i watching it i totally agreed with what you just said but i do think that there's like i do think that there's a case that by not responding angrily or not trying to talk over him biden actually made a really canny move which is to say Trump's like lunatic rants are not part of what makes him popular, right? I mean, at least not with anybody who's going to be helping decide this election. And by letting him just go out there on a limb, I mean, when he's when he's yelling over Joe Biden and talking about Hunter. Quick sidebar. It cannot be overstated how amazing it is that Donald Trump cares more about Hunter Biden than he does about the coronavirus. I mean, it's (laughs) just amazing.
2: But
1: when he's shouting over Joe Biden, that's effective. When he gets his, when he gets the runway to go out there and just try to put together a coherent thought about Hunter Biden, that is not a man you want as your president. I I find it really hard to imagine that that anything resembling a swing voter would be would look upon that kind of scene positively. So I, I think that Biden did a good job getting out of the way. And actually, when he engaged. With any specificity in any of the crazy stuff that Trump said, when they were talking about ballots and he was like, well, no, you just have to have it postmarked by Election Day. And if it comes in, that's a that's a mug's game. He should not be engaging in the details of Trump's idiocy. I mean, whatever conspiracy theory he's on in that moment. I don't think he should be engaged in that many details in general. I mean, I think but but he should let Trump rant to some extent. As long as he appears, the, the tough thing with Biden throughout the night, and we'll get to this, was you have to somehow be engaged, even when Trump is doing Trump.
0: Yes, you can't just let him bully you on the stage. Mm-hmm. That that doesn't work. And obviously, Biden got talking points before this debate. It was really clear that says when Donald Trump is attacking you or trying to bully you, just answer every time. Mm-hmm. Don't don't ever don't ever let a charge go answer. If he mentions Hunter Biden's name, you say that is not true. Mm-hmm. Period. Every single time. I think, I think we can pull this apart in two ways. The hijacking of the debate. Number one, as you said, this seems like a really weird strategy to try to close a fairly large deficit in this election in October to just completely go in there and try to yell your way back into the election Yeah, and hijack the debate. I think that's a, it sounds like a really, really bad strategy. The second thing though, that I want to bring up to you is that this whole idea as we sit here tonight, it seems to me that that the debate is potentially broken <laughs> as an institution. That Donald Trump has done what he's done with so many things, yeah. which is he comes in and says, You you expect me, you, 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 naive person, you to play by the rules, to honor your norms. And I'm just gonna change the rules, right? I'm I'm not gonna let him speak for two minutes. I'm not gonna let the moderator ask the questions. I'm not gonna do anything. And I'm going to try to win by just just destroying the institution, in this case, the presidential debates. So because we have two more of these between these two and one more between the vice presidential candidates, what do we do <laughs> for the next couple of weeks with this institution?
1: Well, the the vice presidential one's going to be super interesting because, it, I mean, just the reaction to it. I think we could almost script it out now, but, it, but, but are people going to look at it and say, take from that. Now, this is the, this is the only debate of substance. So we're going to actually, there's a lot to be gleaned from it. We're going to take this one seriously. And I'm speaking of voters in general in some sort of vague way, but, or are they going to look at that and just be like, you know, this is boring and change the channel. You know I mean? Is it, this is not what a debate's supposed to be. We, like you said, the debate's broken. We like it broken. You know, let's get Trump back up there. The other two presidential debates are going to be more of this. I mean, uh, short of, you know, actually having an, some some apparatus to cut mics when you're not supposed to be speaking. And I'm guessing that neither party, I mean, ne- neither uh, campaign would agree to those terms. I don't see how the, the, a debate could be more on the rails, if that's an effective turn of phrase, than than it was tonight. Um, it, you're right. I mean, if Trump's just going to talk over everybody. And, and And listen, it doesn't, again, I don't think this reflects well on him. It does not reflect well on no. the leader of the free world to be getting in a slap fight with Chris Wallace, you know, and, 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 lo- and losing, you know I mean? It does, it doesn't, it, it, it's not, I don't know that, that it, listen, if the, if the plan was certainly to disrupt, right? And he accomplished that, but on a more granular level, he looked like such a dope doing it, you know? I mean, and I know that such this, that's not what the, this is not a time for, you know, any sort of certainty or confidence or anything, but man, I mean, it, I thought that, there was a, there was certainly a version of events where Trump at, did exactly what he did, and if Biden had reacted differently, it would have felt like a huge loss for Biden. Um, but I think Biden did just enough. He he started off the debate responding to some of these outbursts with the with the old Biden guffaw, the one that you know yep. the the chuckle that we mentioned in, from his vice presidential debate debating. But then, and I was watching with my wife, it was not not compelled by the laugh she she was like that's like that's a clinton move a hillary clinton move like you got to come at him you got to go and and then he started going at him you know he started just directly responding either at minimum saying that's a lie but more often saying like what does this loser think he's doing (laughs) you know and things like that and (laughs) then and
0: and it sounds funny because in a normal podcast you would be saying that as a comic exaggeration but that is basically what joe biden said i wrote down a few of them will you shut up man yeah. Do you have any idea what this clown is doing? It's hard to get any word in with this clown. Yeah. Keep yapping, man. Yeah. That is something the former Vice President of the United States said to the current President of the United States tonight during a debate. And that and those lines were not <laughs> the most memorable lines. Think about that for a second. I
1: mean, you could see throughout the Trump, I mean, it was, I I don't I don't know if they were as effective in you know, if, if Trump heard them specifically and reacted to them, but you could tell throughout the night Trump was reacting to Biden in a way that you don't normally see him react. Like he was, he felt challenged by, and not by anything that he said. I think content wise, Trump thought that he had a winning argument, even though he didn't on just about every point or, you know, had a winning, had had a way to turn it in his favor, but he felt you could just see it. He, he felt, he felt challenged. He felt like his manhood was challenged while he was up there. And every every twist of his face just scream that out loud.
0: <laughs> so I think Biden's plan was really interesting tonight. I thought he looked a little rickety during that first segment, which was about the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. He he was alternating between the guffawing strategy and also this kind of just look of shock where he's looking on the split screen TV over at Trump like he's just seen this horrible, you know, awful thing happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is not not a really great just facial gesture during a presidential debate. But when he recovered his footing, his plan was something like this. I think focus as much as possible on pocketbook, middle-class issues, work in a bunch of obviously pre-planned scripted lines that he had come up with. And as many times as he could stop talking to Trump and directly address the camera, which is a very venerable Biden trick, right? Here's the deal, folks. I'm gonna look into the camera and I am going to try to make this about you and me as much as possible and not that guy you, over there. You
1: know what the weirdest part about that technique was? And maybe this isn't weird, maybe this is something that a psychologist would explain is totally right. But it worked. When he looked into the camera and started talking, it was like someone like someone started, you know, playing the flute and Donald Trump just started dancing silently. And i mean, like it was, it was <laughs> he shut up, you know. He shut up when he started talking to the camera. And that, I mean, who knows? to me that underlined the, the the poignancy of what he was doing because the the message of course is i'm talking to you the voter the american you know the american citizen and you know all this mumbo jumbo that's going on up here is sort of secondary but it's also there's also this it sort of represents the fact that like that line of communication can cut through everything else right mm-hmm. and 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 you know, maybe Trump thought it, w- it would look bad if he was shouting over a direct address to the American people. I think probably it was more of a react—I mean, a reactive like he's not talking to me, so I don't have anything to yell about. Moment, but, but reaction. But um, yeah, I mean, Trump probably would have done better to be yelling over that stuff too.
0: It's it's literally the oldest and most basic form of political communication. I am going to look you in the eye, mm-hmm. potential voter, and I am going to connect with you, and I am going to tell you what my plan and my presidency would mean to you Mm -hmm. like that's, that's what's so funny about Joe Biden, right? He is the oldest school politician humanly possible. I know Donald Trump like doesn't use email. (laughs) (laughs) Donald Trump is a creature of Twitter and television, those kinds of things. Joe Biden is not Joe Biden is like a a creature of, of the soapbox. You know, I'm going to stand here and I'm going to point at you and I'm going to tell you this. And that was his trick tonight, right? That was his move. Yeah. I will say he was a lot better when he got to speak first, which I think he did during the even numbered segments tonight. (laughs) Okay. Because he would get to go first and he would get to sort of lay out, you know, what was clearly a, if not rehearsed, a pretty, a pretty practiced, you know, bill of particulars against Trump, get his lines off. Right. When Trump went first, Biden felt like he was just on his heels and it always took him like 30 seconds to recover. Cause as you said, sometimes he would take the bait and address what Trump had just said. And sometimes he would just look just kind of discombobulated, Mm -hmm. but he did when he went first, he was at his best. I thought, yeah, there was also this whole notion of senior moments and, and Biden's, you know, mental deterioration that the Trump people tried to peddle. The only time I saw that tonight, look, Biden is clearly slower than he was four and eight years ago. Right. He has He has slowed down some
1: or eight and 12. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But, you know, I only saw him really get confused in that second to last segment where Wallace and Trump were talking about the Green New Deal and Biden yeah. comes back. And it sounds like Biden is supporting the Green New Deal. But of course, he doesn't. And then he kind of backtracked and that. Other than that, I didn't see too many moments like that.
1: No, I mean, I think that's right. He's he's a he's a little bit slower than he was, and that's and that's um, you know, I mean, it, it, it's not ideal. That's not what you want. But I don't think that he seemed like he was a lot slower than his competition tonight. You know, I mean, he 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 was Ooh. he he was up to the. He seemed like he was up to the task. Um, you know, I think there's there's little things that he needs to really be wary of uh, moving forward. One is that like he has this sort of move you talked about the way he looked wide he stared wide-eyed at the camera when trump was talking the wide-eyed was better than the move where he sort of nods his head and leans forward and, and it almost looks like he's sort of like dozing you know and he's like and and i think the move i think the, the, the idea is that he looks like he is he's he's being serious right he is like listening seriously it looks like mm-hmm. he it looks like he's asleep he doesn't need to be doing that like that that's a bad that's just a bad look for him there's also like every time that he said, and by the way, it goes bad. Someone needs to get in, just get in front of him. And say, <laughs> he is. And this is again specificity. Going into details is not does not. I don't think really behoove anybody in this debate. I think it's a given that we I mean, we we understand. It's baked in that Joe Biden understands more things than Donald Trump. Maybe not. Maybe maybe I'm crazy. But every time he would go on a tangent, he always prefaces it with, "And by the way," and whatever. Almost every time the thing that was happening before and by the way was much more important than the thing that came after it, right? He was like getting to a point and then he'd be like, and by the way, and make another totally fine point. But you did, you we lost the first point in the process, right?
2: And, Absolutely. And the, other, and the
1: secondary point was always secondaries, much smaller. So, um, you, you know. Can, it, I,
0: can I just say one thing? Sure. You know how in, fo- in football we talk about one cut running backs? Yes. You know, like they're, they're good at making one cut. Biden is a one cut presidential candidate. Yes. Yes. You just hit the hole. You just hit the hole and go. Yeah, you, you can't be Barry Sanders, Joe Biden. No, you, you're more you're more like Emmett Smith. You know, you just 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 run to the end. And being them. like Emmett Smith is totally to fine.
1: Yeah, no. It's, and and he's he's. I mean, between his, I mean, if if he seemed like he was totally cogent, and you know all the conspiracy theories about his mental capacity seem totally overblown. But for whatever reason, when he gets to the the second point, the third point, it's not even that. Like you or I might be able to follow where he's going. but it's not I think a lot of voters probably will too. but it's just not necessary. You make the point yep. that you want to make against President Trump. I mean, and he would he got to the point. He got to the point a few times, but it, but almost every time he and 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 usually that was a really succinct point. He doesn't have a plan. He hasn't done anything, you know I mean, he's basically <laughs> taken just like the the operations of government. I mean, Trump has done minimally more than just sort of like turning on the lights and let his and 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 letting his you know the attaches do their jobs and 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 he talks about it like he's you know fdr and and i think that that's when when he makes those sort of direct points it's effective you know and and the the one big thing that I thought he did well, and he and obviously didn't harp on a lot, I, I'm guessing this is going to come back, is talking about the Trump tax cuts, not just in terms of the tax cuts that that Trump passed, but the kind of tax cuts that help Trump, right? I mean, they yes. kind of like leave that definition open. Any time you can, I mean, Trump loves branding stuff with his own name. I think this is a great opportunity for Biden to 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 brand some negative things with his name.
0: I totally agree with what you said about Biden trying to do too many things. Uh, he had this one part, remember when he said this, under this president, we've become sicker, weaker, poorer, mm-hmm. and more violent. Yep. And I was like, wow, that's a good line. And then Biden decided to define <laughs> how we had become sicker, weaker, poor, and more violent individually. Webster's like, defines
1: no. more comfortable, yeah.
0: Yeah, and I'm like, no, 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 we didn't, we didn't need that. Funniest thing about Biden's performance to me, David, it was a classic Biden performance in every way, except it was PG-13 Biden. Oh yeah. Like he just, they just said, okay, you know, you do everything you did against Paul Ryan, except you didn't call Paul Ryan a clown. You're allowed to call Donald Trump a clown tonight. Mm -hmm. You're allowed to just belittle Donald Trump in a way. It was almost like they just changed the rating of the movie. Yeah. That was entertaining to me. Let's talk a little bit about Donald Trump if we can. Um, His plan, if there was one was to interrupt constantly and try to keep Biden off kilter with, Really random attacks. Mm-hmm. Let us list some of them. Making fun of Biden for wearing too big of a coronavirus mask. Mm-hmm. That was actually something that was said. Accusing Biden of playing too much golf. Contra Trump, apparently. Weird. who plays just the right amount of golf. Saying that Biden wasn't smart. That's That took me back. <laughs> He's oh talking God. about where Biden graduated in his law class at Syracuse. So we expected like Hunter Biden. We expected the crime bill to come up tonight. But his whole thing was, I am going to just throw as many random attacks at you and hope that you sort of stumble and and maybe take the bait, right? Uh, and that's the plan. That's it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the mask thing had come up in rallies, and certainly a lot of his plan was, you know, a plan that he's been you air, you know, working out in public for a long time. You know, he's been he's been workshopping. Um, well, you know, he he has this tick that he's had for the long. I mean, probably for as long as he's been at least for the past four years, where his mo is that the way to get people, let's say, like the way to get people in Ohio to vote for him, he thinks is to say people in Ohio like me, right? The way <laughs> the way the, the way to like secure any <laughs> voting block or to like prove anything is just to say that a piece of it is true, and then the rest, I, I guess, will fall. I mean, that that's sort of his business plan you know his business model too. Um, and then he he did you know he at, at the towards the end. He took on the swamp, um, and and that's obviously been something that he's been dealing with for a long time. I mean, he he's been talking about for a long time. Um, it, it it's I mean, you you uh, first of all, I mean that it just makes him look like such a baby, right? Oh, he, here's the quote: "I had to fight both flanks behind me and above," which was a really nice turn of phrase for President Trump, right? But yeah, he said he wrote that. But, but but he's such a freaking baby, man. I mean, he's like his it's his his platform four years ago was drain the swamp and his platform basically now is like the swamp has been mean to me the swamp has bullied me
0: you know (laughs) i mean like there's not like i don't
1: even understand like he just complains about it like there's not like there's Mm -hmm. no verdict you know um
0: complain the swamp yeah yeah.
1: (laughs) we should make t-shirts
0: this episode is brought to you by amazon prime you know Amazon Prime is not just a shipping subscription, right? It's got everything, including streaming TV and movies on Prime Video. And of course, Prime's fast, free shipping. Go from watching your favorite shows to getting your favorite things. Whatever you're into, it's on Prime. Visit Amazon.com Prime to get more out of whatever you're into. Ryan Reynolds
1: here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile unlimited premium wireless. Have it to get 30 30, to get 30, be to get 20 20, 20, to get 20 20, to get 15 15, 15, 15 just 15
0: bucks a month. So, give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch.
1: slash $45 upfront for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for a limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at
0: mintmobile.com.
1: Um, but yeah, he did that. And then and then listen, he was He was excited and energetic about discussing law and order, which I'm sure we've discussed. I know we've discussed law and order in presidential debates as far back as we've been alive. But law and order as a as a like a a discrete like section of the debate just seemed a little bit bizarre. I'm not not sure. Anyway,
0: uh, that that was definitely really odd.
1: That was that part of part of Trump's plan was definitely to turn the debate towards law and order. The more time they spent there. Uh, I think at least the more comfortable and and kind of commanding he looked. And I thought that that was go ahead.
0: Well, I just have a note about law and order because Trump had this rhetorical move where he says, my opponent will not say the words law and order. He will not say he believes in law and order. And then they go to Joe Biden and he said, well, I believe in law and order with justice. And then 30 seconds later, Donald Trump says, my opponent won't say the words law and order because he'll lose his radical left supporters. He had just said it. Yeah. Like talk about senior moments. Like you, you just, you just regurgitating the script. Like Joe Biden had just said those words fairly dramatically at the challenge of Donald Trump. Yeah. Law and order in that order. And Donald Trump just didn't know what his next, uh, what his next line of attack there was. So he just repeated it
1: yeah that was really bizarre um but he you know i think he kind of did it on purpose he, he's he's trying to i mean the hunter biden was the best example um yeah where he just kept saying the same thing over and over again even after you know it was it was answered and and the the debate tried to move on chris Wallace tried to move on he he kept you know going back to the same thing i mean i think that you, you said that he, he was saying, you know, going after Biden with really just kind of bizarre attacks. And they were they were bizarre attacks. But the entire I mean, more so than any other weird moment in this presidency, this was the night that it became really clear that. And we know he doesn't like the mainstream media or like just media in general. This is the night where it became clear that Trump like is like only gets his news from conspiracy websites. Right. I mean, the only things that he seems to care about are like the stock market and like just wacko conspiracies and um you know a lot of the stuff i mean and, and god i mean i guess there's some other websites too uh certainly that proud boys stand back stand by and stand back whatever line is not going to age okay. well um yes. do we want to get we'll in a moment
0: to talk about that
1: yeah let's go so
0: it's actually a very clever question by chris wallace the moderator because he pointed out that Trump is constantly trying to tell Joe Biden to denounce Antifa. Right? Mm-hmm. Antifa has Antifa has nothing to do it with Joe Biden at all. But he's telling him you must denounce Antifa. So Chris Wallace turns that around and says, Donald Trump, will you denounce white supremacists? And Trump kind of babbles and babbles and babbles. And then he says, Well, name a name a group. Who are you talking about? Apparently the the, the category white supremacist. Was not was it was too broad for Trump to just completely write off, right as a class. So the Proud Boys comes up, mm-hmm. and Donald Trump told them to stand back and stand by. Now, does that sound like somebody who is denouncing the Proud Boys?
1: It does not, and all and uh, knowing abs. I mean, I'm just going to proceed as if stand back and stand by is a thing that just came out of his head and does not have some sort of bizarre historical connotation but it sounds like something that has a bizarre historical connotation
0: that is mm-hmm. almost certainly
1: racist right doesn't it sound like a thing i mean it, like it like
0: it sounds uh, like a thing we're going to find some sheriff or somebody said that in the last you know 50 years ago yes it yeah. sounds like it sounds some like some we're going to find some very unflattering context here in the next 20 minutes
1: i mean it's un i mean i you can you can almost read if you want to be generous to the president you can read you can read his that weird stand back and stand, the, the unwillingness just to say yes i you know disavow white supremacy or whatever um as just a sort of general intransi- intransigence but i mean he's how that how we've not how we're at this point now four years and more to his you know public life and he's still incapable of saying this really basic thing. Um, I know. Like racism is bad. The only time he mentioned, he had asked a question about racism and pivoted to law and order before the law and order segment of the debate. Uh, and then, and, and the only time he, he, I think he said, he talked, he he, oh yeah, Chris Watts asked him if he believed in institutional racism or whatever in the United States. And he said, and then he talked about how the the racial sensitivity training that he's now outlawed. in in the government is itself racist like that was the only time he said racist at least joe biden uh i mean congratulations to joe biden for actually being willing to say i don't know if he called him a racist but he certainly said that he was you know he stoked racist hatred and racist division i mean he 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 said it as bad as directly as he could
0: i'm pretty sure he did call him a racist and you notice when when wallace teed up that question he was like well go ahead and denounce him Right, let's do it right here, which is which is a great debating trick. Now Trump could because it's really hard to move on from that one. Mm -hmm. Right, it's much harder to move on than when Biden squirmed away from do you endorse court packing or endorse ending the filibuster, which he did not answer tonight at all. Right. Yeah. It is. Will you denounce the white supremacists? And Biden said, "Come on, let's do it. Let's do it." And Trump did not do it. He told them to stand back and stand by. That is, I just that's something and that and that to me if anything will be the soundbite that will go around television tonight you know that because that will be another one of those inhale moments where you're like oh wow oh wow
1: and he's going to get asked about that i mean we've seen that it, i don't know how much it really affects his general standing but right now we're 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 everybody's eyes are on a very specific a very narrow slice of the vote, of the electorate right and and um I hate to give too much credit to the folks on Fox news, but I don't know that a lot of minds were changed. At least Trump didn't change any minds tonight. I I find it impossible to believe that he changed anybody's mind.
0: Um, And it's Trump's job to change minds. Because he's behind in the polls. Yes. Yes. Um, Trump has a, Trump has a mandate to change minds. Yeah. Right. This is, these are very different goals for the two people here. Joe Biden, we saw, and we have seen in poll after poll has a very stable lead not only in the popular vote, but in the swing states in the Midwest that he needs to win, right? A couple of really good polls from Pennsylvania in the last 24 hours for him, which is the one that seemed to lag behind the others. So Donald Trump needed to do something. And I'm not sure if he did it. I do want to ask you about Chris Wallace, the lucky moderator of tonight's debate. Were you watching one of the feeds where the anchor threw it to Chris Wallace at the beginning of the debate? And we got like, five or six panic seconds where yes. Chris Wallace was just standing staring at the camera. Yeah, <laughs> That was probably a bad start. Then right near the top of the debate, I wrote down Chris Wallace saying, Mr. President, I am the moderator of this debate. Now, David, is it a good sign when you have to tell one of the candidates that at the top of the debate?
1: Chris Wallace was I commend him for his decorum. He was about a second away from getting in. Probably, I mean, it felt like he he was he was about a second away from getting in. What would have probably been the, the the biggest like the biggest gotcha of the debate, which is when he was just like, your campaign agreed to these terms, and if you can't manage them, that probably says more about you than it does about what's going on in this debate right now, right? I mean, like. I know that Trump was just going to talk over them. Whatever happened, it doesn't really matter. So they probably didn't even like. No one had a conversation with Trump about the terms of the debate. Like, let's, let's sh- certainly not. But like, Trump's sitting there as if like, oh, he's like, how was I supposed like like I never agreed to that. Like, I'm just going to talk whenever I want. It's just like, well, you can't like, you can't run your campaign. You can't run a White House. You certainly can't run a country. We've seen you can't run the Trump organization. You know, it's like, it's it's just, it's just so silly. And like I said, getting into it with Chris Wallace. I mean, he he's puts Chris Wallace in a position of having to defend his turf, you know? I mean, it's like, it's sort of not, beco- it's unbecoming of everyone involved. Um, and especially when it just, there was times where it just dragged on and on and on. But Trump, I mean, it's just, it's, it's a weird, it's, it's just a very weird decision for Trump to kind of go in that
0: hard on that. A great tweet from the baseball writer, Joe Sheehan. Chris Wallace has gone full-on Zoom kindergarten teacher can confirm that that is an accurate <laughs> analogy from 538's Claire Malone, Chris Wallace now feels the pain of women in meetings. <laughs> I Enjoyed that. There was also this time where Chris Wallace would be trying to ask Trump a nice question or basically, you know, set up Trump to talk about something that Trump wanted to talk about. Oh yeah. Which, which <laughs> and Trump was still interrupting. So Alex yeah. Perrine, uh, summed it up this way, Mr. President, please shut up. I'm trying to pitch you a softball. <laughs> which I thought was really funny. Do do we think Chris Wallace did a bad job tonight or did he do about as good a job as you can do when somebody, when the president of the United States is just yelling and not playing by even the barest minimum of the rules?
1: Um, I mean, I think that if this had been a really standard debate, we would probably be, city, be sitting here taking exception to the law and order <laughs> segment of the debate or, you know, I think Chris Wallace made the made the statement that the economy is currently recovering faster than expected. Uh you know, there were a couple of lines like that where his, you know, his stripes sort of shone through. Um but I I think overall, I I it it's he he did really well. And I'm and I'm and I'm not sure that anybody else in his position um could have done any better, or at least could have done as well with his, with probably as little blowback as Wallace is going to end up getting. And and part of that has to do with the ideology of the network he works for.
0: I agree. I think that's right, to use the catchphrase of the press box, because I don't know how many anchors, there are some of them, no doubt, but I don't know how many anchors, when faced with the Trump onslaught, would have as quickly as he did, and I, I'm thinking it took him, what do you think, like 10 minutes, maybe most of that first segment, To start to just stand up to the president of the United States on live television Mm -hmm. and say, you can't do this. You have to, Mr. President, you have to stop literally chastising him and and, and asking him to play by the rules. I don't think many – I think many moderators would have said, excuse me, sir, excuse me, sir, and just sort of let Trump run all over them. And I think there's a tiny handful that would have done that. So I do – I do give him credit for doing that.
1: Absolutely, right? absolutely. I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next debates because I don't think. I mean, I think people are going to watch this debate, the, the the next, you know, the people who are going to be emceeing the future ones, and they're going to say, "Well, sitting back is not an option." I mean, because they're because if, if they had just let <laughs> Trump, if you just let Trump go, then there would have there would there wouldn't have been a second question in the debate. You know, I mean, there's got to be some point where you where you actually have to intervene. Um, but yeah, I mean, I th- I th- I think he did all right. I think he did all right, and I think that you know, it's hard. I think he could have probably come to, I think he could have been um, more engaged with facts. You know, I think he could have been a little bit louder uh, or more forthcoming about, you know, some of the some of the provably wrong things that Trump said. Um, but as far as just like maintaining whatever law and order. If you want to go there uh, as as best as, 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 as much as was possible, I think he did, he did totally fine.
0: Can you imagine if you're one of the moderators of the upcoming debates? Like what, what are you thinking tonight? I mean, you've got to be like, Oh my God. Like I, I am supposed to walk in there and try to deal with this. And by the way, Chris, Chris Wallace's quote before this debate was he wants to stay as invisible as possible. If I've done my job right at the end of the night people will say that was a great debate who was the moderator do you think anybody will be saying that tonight about this debate absolutely not
1: no way no way not at all i mean it, it, he was listen I, like i said i mean I, he he did he did a good
0: job and I, and and i'm and i'm um I don't know if he did a good job. I think he did. I don't no, no, know no. if it was possible to do a good job. Right. I think he did. Yeah. I think he, he turned chicken shit into chicken salad tonight. I mean, that's, I just don't know. I don't know what, I, and, and I, I don't I, know what else. He was I don't think to
1: that do. anybody's going to say who was the moderator of the debate, but I do think that there's going to be a lot less carping about, about who the moderator of the debate tomorrow than there would be if it were anybody else.
0: But, but you know what was really funny? There was a, somebody put up a Brian Kilmeade tweet mm-hmm. during the debate who was taking shots. Really, at Chris Wallace, say looks like two versus one at times tonight. Oh my God. Uh, and you know, so that's going to be really interesting too. If Chris Wallace's own Fox pals are not absolutely in support of him, by the way, great tweet by Rachel Maddow. Perhaps we could also debate by mail. I thought that was pretty funny. couple of notes to end you with, uh, and, <laughs> uh, in the pod here, David, surreal moment of the night, Trump pulling the mask out of his pocket to show that he had a mask. Oh my God, yeah. When his enthusiasm for masks was being questioned, like, oh, I have something right here that I'd like to show you. Pulls it out, does not put it on, and then criticizes Biden for wearing his mask too much. Folks, there is no such thing as wearing a mask too much during the coronavirus. My God. This was the kind of weird media moment of the night. Michael Grinbaum of the New York Times reported that Chris Christie, who is helping Trump run his debate prep, would also be an on-air analyst tonight for ABC News. Wow. So Chris Christie prepping Trump and then grading the debate on television. Flashback to 1980 for you press junkies, George F. Will secretly coached Ronald Reagan during his debate Mm. and then went on the very same network (laughs) and judged that Reagan had had a good debate. That was a huge scandal at the time. Now we're just doing it in the open.
2: Yeah,
0: (laughs) It's just like, oh, well, you know, Chris Christie, go on up there the sunny side up take on the debate. Okay. Okay. The 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 sunny side down was George Stephanopoulos, who I heard on ABC saying that was the worst debate he'd ever seen in his lifetime. Here's sunny side up from David from never Trumper and pundit. This is a great debate. It's fabulously psychologically revealing everything voters need to know. It's all on view. One man is a little faded from what he was. The other is a monster. So that is, (laughs) do you buy the positive take on the debate
1: uh i think that that's pretty right um i'm not sure uh, it's it's impossible to predict you know what we're going to be talking about a week from now when we look back but i think that um uh, yeah i mean i i i don't think that trump I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how anyone could watch this and say it take away really much else than the fact that that our president is just all of his energy is reserved for just like yelling at the monitor when he has a conspiracy website pulled up on his on his computer. Like, I don't (laughs) it's it's Oh, there was I got to bring up a couple of things before we get out of here. One. Uh, at the very end, when he pulled the full Costanza and came back with the we the, had, had the, the comeback about calling about the calling soldiers losers thing, he was like, I have to respond to this thing. And it was like a whole question before that Biden had talked about the what, what Trump had called uh, Trump's reported remarks about soldiers. Um, one other thing a great Trump highlight where he was talking about his taxes and his financial situation. And by the way, Biden could have gone a lot harder on that. And so could, so could Wallace, so could have Wallace. But what Trump's great line was I'm totally under leveraged because the assets are very good, totally under leveraged, I think is going to just, li- I mean, I don't know if, if that's a metaphor for the whole debate, but, uh, totally under, if you, if you ever find yourself having to say I'm totally under leveraged, I think there might be a problem.
0: I am looking at one instant poll, David, at CBS among debate watchers. These are people who watch the debate. 48% Biden, 41% Trump, which is not terribly far away from a bunch of presidential polls we've seen lately. So keep that in mind. And there'll probably be others. Uh, John Meacham moment of the night. You know, John Meacham, former editor of Newsweek. Of course. Esteemed historian. I was kind of, we always kind of wait for him to emerge from the library with his take. Here mm-hmm. we go. It's very Meacham-y. No hyperbole the incumbent's behavior this evening is the lowest moment in the history of the presidency since Andrew Johnson's racist state papers. That is, that is the John Meacham take of the evening. Mm-hmm. He has he has reached back into history and found the the worst moment in the presidency before tonight.
1: I think we wel- we welcomed Meacham to the resistance a couple months ago. As soon as he po- as soon as he started decided to start making himself public on MSNBC again, I feel like he was uh, we, he he had already decided we were at the end of history. And um and and kudos to him for
0: calling it out. And finally, for you, David, best accidentally correct media soundbite. Tucker Carlson on Fox news before the debate called Donald Trump quote. And I'm, I'm relying on a tweet here. So I hope this is right. An instinctive predator, (laughs) an instinctive predator. (laughs) Now I'm not sure that is a way to compliment the current president of the United States, (laughs) but if there's anything Donald Trump showed tonight during an hour and a half in front of the nation, it is that he is an instinctive (laughs) predator. Unbelievable! He is David Shoemaker. I'm Brian Curtis. Research by Chris Almeida. Production magic by Erica Cervantes. I want you to, I want to encourage you. Excuse me. I had my, my little moment there to check out our pal Bakari Sellers's live reaction to the debate. You know, he's going to be saying something interesting and I'm can't wait to figure out what his take about this whole strange, hot mess of an evening. We'll clean it all up Thursday on a new edition of the press box. See you then, David. See you later, Brian.